I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey people, how's it going? Welcome back along to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiu, coming to you live on this Friday afternoon. You're probably wondering where I am. There's a bit of bright light in the background that you can see the sunset here. There it is. Uh, over the London skyline behind me. I am at TalkSport Towers. Uh, just finished on the TalkSport 2 uh, show with Ade Oladipo. Had a great time as always. Lots of Arsenal chat ahead of the big game against Manchester United and some Leandro Trossard chat as well because midway through that show, uh, the deal was announced formally by the football club. Now, we knew that it was done. We knew that uh, there was an opportunity or a possibility of Leandro Trossard being available for the Manchester United game. And I think, I hope, uh, we got the paperwork in in time and there's a chance that he could well be available for selection. I haven't had that 100% confirmed, but just based on uh, looking at, you know, the the announcement and the timing of it and the fact that he was at London Colney from very early today, the fact that they've had time, obviously, to put together the announcement or the pictures, uh, that obviously gives us encouragement that that could be uh, the case. Some of you saying in the chat that that is uh, the case. Mikel Arteta is speaking right now um, uh, ahead of the game against United on Sunday. But we'll confirm all of that up uh, on the full Manchester United preview show which will be coming live to you guys tomorrow morning. I was planning to do it tonight, but I figured, given uh, what's happened today, given some of the other news, not just around Leandro Trossard, but the news, for example, around uh, Jakub Kivior, that we should probably focus on transfers. Ivan Presneda as well, another player that's been heavily, heavily linked with a move to Arsenal in this window. There's lots to discuss. There's lots to dissect. So I thought we'd stick to transfers tonight. And bright and early tomorrow morning, we'll be live on this very channel uh, to preview in-depth tactically uh, the game against Manchester United. So, um, yeah, lots of content coming your way over the next 24 hours or so. Um, If you haven't done so already, please do leave a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. It really, really does help. And, um, yeah, it pushes us up in the um, algorithm or whatever the technical people call those things nowadays. You know what I mean. Anyway, um, let's say a few hellos before we dive into uh, the subjects. Big hello to Afsar, to Peeny Wing, to Steve, uh, to Bad Boy, to Marco, um, who says, Ed, who's whipping up a bottomless buffet, fellas. Well, a lot of people have been critical of Arsenal. A lot of people have been um, moaning, complaining, saying that Edu should lose his job because Chelsea landed Mikhailo Mudrik for 100 million euros. Actually, Edu has been working in the shadows on deals that, let's be honest, you or I had no idea were even a possibility. Leandro Trossard was spoken about as someone that maybe Arsenal should look at, but none of us knew that Arsenal were in advanced negotiations for the player when that news broke yesterday. None of us knew that Arsenal had an interest in Jakub Kivior, who is seemingly on his way to Emirates Stadium as well. Um, So yeah, Arsenal working in the shadows. And that's what I like to see. I don't want all of our uh, targets to be common knowledge, public knowledge. I don't want transfer sagas. I want transfer deals. And deals, um, if done correctly, get sort of agreed and and you know, put together with the least amount of fuss possible. That's the best, the smartest and most efficient way of doing business. And it feels as though Arsenal have done that with, uh, first of all, Leandro Trossard. 
And hopefully as well with Jakub Kivior, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know massive amounts about the Polish player, but obviously I am a follower of Italian football, so I am aware of him. Um, and I do know that he's someone at Spezia that people look at and feel could go on and play at a much higher level. We know that there was interest in him previously from a number of clubs, both domestically when it comes to Italian football and uh, internationally as well. We know that Roma were a club that looked at him in quite a bit of detail and he's been linked to the likes of, I think, West Ham United as well in the Premier League in the past. A left-sided centre-back, uh, somebody who can play in that defensive midfield role as well. And this one's really, really interesting to me because, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know loads about the player. As I say, we'll do some research this evening and we'll probably bring you uh, a separate piece on Jakub Kivior and what we could potentially expect from him. But uh, what I will say is that I kind of knew or, or suspected that a left-sided centre-back was on the agenda somewhere. Uh, but I didn't think it was as much of a priority as seemingly it is uh, for Arsenal because they've gone and done this deal ahead of doing a deal for a midfielder, which I think you'd agree that many of us think is probably a more desperate need. So here we are um, celebrating the signing of obviously Leandro Trossard, but also um, hoping to see Arsenal wrap up a deal for Jakub Kivior very, very soon as well. Now, where are we at on that? So let me just bring you up to speed uh, with what Fabrizio Romano uh, reported on that. And you've got to remember, he was the one that broke the Trossard stuff yesterday as well. And look how quickly that moved along. But uh, he put out earlier today, let me just find it. Bear with me a second. Where is it? Uh, he says, Arsenal have completed the signing of Jakub Kivior. Here we go. Contracts are being signed with Spezia fee in excess of 20 million euros with add-ons. Understand Kivior has agreed personal terms on a five-year deal and the medical will be completed in the next 48 hours. He says it's done. He then tweeted a little bit later on, Arsenal and Spezia have just signed the documents slash contracts for Jakob Kivior deal sealed between the clubs a few minutes ago. This was a couple of hours ago. He says Kivior will fly to London with his agent to complete the medical tests and then sign the contract until June 2028. So that's where we are supposedly on the capture of the Polish defender who featured at the World Cup for Poland as well as recently as, um, you know, the World Cup, which was across November and December. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, but anyway, so that's um, that's that. That's where we are um, with uh, with Jakub Kivio. But as I say, the big story, the big news, our headline piece today is, of course, that the Leandro Trossard deal has been announced. So shall we break down Arsenal's announcement? Shall we break down um, the bits and pieces on the website, which I'm sure you've read, but we'll kind of try and read in between the lines. Uh, so Belgium international Leandro Trossard has joined us from Brighton and Hove Albion on a long-term contract. Arsenal don't tend to specify the lengths of their contracts publicly, but a lot of people believe it is until 20, that it's a five-year deal. So if he's 28 now, um, we're in 2023. I think it's 2027 or 28, I think, was the um, the rumour that was going around yesterday. Again, um, I'm a little... Hold on. Let me tell you exactly. One second. I shouldn't just be throwing numbers out there. Um, I did have this in front of me just moments ago, and I changed the bloody page to bring you the Kivior update. One second. Uh, let me find it. But anyway, it's a long-term deal. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, 2020... Uh, sorry. 2026, Fabrizio Romano said uh, 20 hours ago. But Arsenal, as I say, don't specify that. They never do. 
So we think it's probably going to be a three, four year deal, right? Maybe it's 2026, maybe it's 2027. Don't know exactly uh, because I'm reading conflicting things. But obviously, um, Arsenal deemed that to be a long-term contract. 28-year-old winger was a member of the Belgian squad at the recent World Cup in Qatar and has made 24 appearances for his country. Started his career at Genk, uh, but obviously made his way to the Premier League uh, with uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. This is what sporting director Edu had to say on the capture. He said, we're delighted to have completed the signing of Leandro Trossard. We have a clear plan and strategy for our direction, and it's been a great team effort in bringing Leandro to the club. He's a player who will give us a high level of quality going forward. I know Mikel and our coaches are excited to start working with him. So welcome, Leandro. Uh, Mikel Arteta said, it's good work from everyone at the club. To complete the signing of Leandro, he's a versatile player with high technical ability, intelligence and a great deal of experience in the Premier League and at international level. Leandro strengthens our squad as we head into the second part of the season and we're all looking uh, forward to working with him. We welcome Leandro and his family to the football club. Uh, So Arsenal do say this in their official announcement. All documents have been submitted and we are hoping Leandro will be available for selection Uh, for our match against Manchester United on Sunday. Uh, But of course, that is subject to the Premier League giving it the green light. They feel the club that they did it all in time, but obviously they need that green light before they can use him. He will wear the number 19 shirt and everybody welcomes him to the club. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, Good to see Leandro Trossard here. Uh, Good to see that wrapped up so quickly as well and efficiently, which is obviously a real big positive. And, and we'll talk about what role he might potentially play if indeed we do get that green light. As I say, when we preview the Manchester United game uh, tomorrow. So let's take it back now to Jakob Kivior because a lot of people will be asking, you know, who is this guy? You know, what do we know about him? And as I say, we will do a deep dive uh, into him. We will really sort of um, break it down and, and, and I'll give you guys as much information as I can possibly accumulate uh, over the next sort of 24 hours because I'm going to really, um, you know, pull on some contacts, speak to some of my Italian football friends and see uh, what they think of him. But this is a guy that's made 17 appearances in the Serie A uh, this season for Spezia. He's just 22 years old, uh, very tall lad. Uh, let me just um, convert that meters into feet. Uh, so he's over six foot two. Um, it's interesting because I've read some things about him. So basically what happened this morning was, um, did a couple of bits of work, did some work with the Premier League's official channel, Premier League Productions, uh, this morning. Then we filmed the 90 Min, uh, preview show. I came over here to talk sports. So I've been on the go all day and I haven't really had an opportunity to do a lot of research on Jakob Kivior since the name Uh, was put out there since these rumours began to gather pace. But as I say, we're going to do that. From what I know of him, which is not a great deal, but I do have some knowledge of him, as I say, because of my, um, you know, tendency to watch Italian football at the weekends, is that he is quite a physical guy, um, somebody who's got that kind of big frame that, that makes him maybe not the best on the eye, if that makes sense. Um, tactically, I think he's very good. I think positionally, he's very good. I don't think he's completely comfortable when people isolate him. He doesn't really want that. He doesn't want to be that centre-back from what I 
tell from my limited sort of time watching him. He doesn't want to be the Gabriel. He doesn't want to be the guy that steps out and the guy that closes people down and the guy that goes in to make the challenge. He wants to be the one that drops off a little bit more. He wants to be the one that's just a little bit less aggressive and a little bit more, um, you know, calm and composed. He's more of a reader of a game than someone that looks at the game and wants to go and snuff everything out. I think that's what my limited knowledge of Jakob Kivior tells me uh, about him. He's a little bit more calm. He's a little bit more composed than Gabriel. He's a bit more of a Saliba than he is a Gabriel, is, is how I would put it. He's a bit more of a Ben White in terms of his centre-back style than he is a Gabriel. But that might change. Maybe Mikel Arteta has seen something in him uh, that suggests maybe there's a better way to take this player forward. I don't know. We'll have to see how that develops. But as I say, we'll, we'll do that um, real kind of um, deep dive into the player. We'll do a specific piece on him. Uh, Vlad says, is he more Mertesacker than Koscielny? Yeah, I'd say that. I'm not going to say he's totally uh, per Mertesacker in that he's a little bit immobile um, because I think that would be unfair. I certainly don't think he is the most mobile, though. Um, and I think that's that's a fair way of putting it. And that's why I'm a little bit, I don't know if surprised is the right word, but yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. I am surprised that he's the one that Arsenal have gone for. But as we know with the Gunners at the moment, they seem to be working from a plan. They seem to be identifying players well in advance, going out there, speaking to them, uh, testing the waters. And once they've done that and believe that they're in a position to make the deal happen, the club have tried to get those deals done as quietly and as quickly as possible. And, you know, the same can probably be said of Leandro Trossard. I know a lot of people, um, you know, sort of believe that this was um, this was just a, a signing that came off the back of missing out on, um, on Mikhailo Mudrik. But I actually think this is something that's probably been going on in the background for a little while. Now, I listened to some comments Roberto De Zerbi made uh, ahead of their game this weekend. And he said that, or, or he kind of suggested that he feels that with Leandro Trossard, the problem was always that he wanted to move on. The problem was always that he was trying to angle for that move. But why would a player try so hard to push for that if he didn't believe that there was a move on the cards for him, if he didn't believe that, you know, Arsenal were, were ready to pounce. So I'm not suggesting that Arsenal have done anything untoward or, you know, have done anything that they shouldn't. But what I will suggest is that the message obviously got across to Leandro Trossard that there was a possibility, um, uh, there was a possibility of him moving uh, from Brighton this month and that there was a club ready to do that. And that's maybe why he's you know, pushed it. That's why he's forced it. You know, I spoke about it yesterday. Lots of players force moves away from football clubs. It is an ideal. It isn't great. It leaves a bitter taste with the fans. I totally get and understand all of that. But at the same time, sometimes as a footballer, you'll look at your career and you'll go, my God, my career is passing me by. I need to make this move and I need to make it happen quickly. And I feel like that might have been the case with Leandro Trossard. As I say, I feel as though he was given an indication that there was a possibility of this Arsenal move and that might have happened maybe three, four weeks ago. And as a result of that, he's been pushing behind the scenes uh, to get out of there. And, and ultimately, he's got what he wants. Arsenal have got what they want. And Brighton maybe haven't necessarily got what they wanted, but they've got a reasonable amount of money in for the player that they can now reinvest under Roberto De Zerbi whenever they see fit. So, 
yeah, um, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting. We've we've obviously had these players on the radar for a little while. Uh, we managed to get the Trossard deal done relatively quickly based on what we know. But as I say, I think it's probably been going on a lot longer. And Arsenal, Brighton, everybody else just did a very, very good job of keeping it under wraps. And for me, that's how it should be. You know, that stops the likes of Chelsea doing what they did with Mikhailo Mudrik. That stops the saga rumbling on and then the pressure that comes with that as a football club to then deliver after, um, you know, you, your club have been linked with a player for, for weeks on end. The clubs will do what they see fit and what they believe is the right thing. And I think Arsenal do look at Leandro Trossard and see him as someone that can come in and help them now. And I said this to you guys yesterday, you can't be so obsessed with uh, the future that you miss the opportunities that present themselves to you now. And Leandro Trossard is a great option. If he's available on, from the bench on Sunday, that would be fantastic because he will give us someone we can turn to, you know, outside of just Emil Smith-Rowe, who can come on in a forward position and help us and potentially make the difference in a game that might be deadlocked in one way or another. Obviously, Emil Smith-Rowe's back and that's better. Um for us and that's good for us but to have multiple options you can include Fabio Vieira there as well um you know that's great that's great to see and um yeah the more options the better and the more depth the better because whenever I talk to people about Arsenal's chances of winning the Premier League this season the first thing they say to me is well you know they look good but it's the depth thing that's the issue that's the problem that's the the, the block that people seem to reach when they're talking about the potential of Arsenal going on and winning the Premier League. So to be able to add some depth in January, I think is, is, is great. And it's what we needed. And, you know, there will be Arsenal fans out there that will be critical. There'll be people out there that go, oh, well, you know, we could have got Mudrik. We were going to go and spend 70, 80 million pound on this winger who was one for the long term. And we've ended up getting someone in for the short term who maybe doesn't have the same ceiling. But again, I'll go back to that point. It's about the here and now. You know, you've got to make it count now. You've got to make it count today. And nobody thought we would be in the position that we're in. And I'd be gutted if we didn't try and take steps to improve us straight away so that we can be competitive right until the end in the season where it seems to all be going our way at the moment. Obviously, based on us being good and, and based on the good work that the club have done and that Mikel Arteta's done and the players done, but this is an opportunity. And if bringing in the likes of Leandro Trossard, even if some of us look at it and go, well, he's 28, should we have done that? If that gets us over the line, if that kit gets us a point closer, it's worth it. And um, and that's genuinely how I feel about this transfer. He's a great player in his own right. We've talked about him at length already, so I don't want to bore you by going around in circles. Um, but I'm really excited about what he can bring to the team. I really, really am. Uh, just a quick one. There are over 900 of you uh, watching us live across the multiple platforms right now. Uh, so please do leave a like and subscribe as well if you haven't done so already. I'd really Really appreciate that. Just a quick reminder as well that if you want to, uh, if you want to sign up and support the podcast, if you want to be part of the uh, Chronicles of Aguna uh, close family, you're all family, but the closer knit family, uh, you can, of course, uh, visit the Another Slice platform. The link is in the description. It's www.anotherslice.com forward slash Chronicles of Aguna. Head over there, create an account on the platform. Once you've logged in with your account, you can sign up to become a member and support the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. You'll then have access to all of our premium content at your fingertips via the Another Slice app once you log into your account. 
or uh, you can take the RSS feed, which contains all of our premium content, and you can plug it in to whichever podcast app it is that you prefer. Um, thank you so, so much uh, to those that have signed up already. It's incredible to see the numbers growing. Um, as I always say to you guys, it gives me the opportunity to dedicate more time to this podcast and to this show, which is obviously the best thing I do out of all the things I do. I do some great things, but this is the one uh, that I'm so grateful for. And, uh, and and Phil is is my baby and the one that I want to take up to the highest level possible. So, yeah, um, check it out. And um, any support would be appreciated. And, of course, we make our donation from the membership pot to the Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital here in London as well. Cause very, very close to my heart. Let's take a few of your questions then, a few of your thoughts. Um, <laughs> I like this from uh, Richie. He says, looks like a flip chart behind you, Harry. Is there a picture of a happy heart and a brain? Um, there is, I think, looking at it, I think someone's been playing Hangman. Um, you can see it there. I think someone's been playing a game of Hangman. Fantastic game, by the way. Uh, but no, I don't know um, who was uh, who was dealing with that. As I say, um, I'm at TalkSport, uh, just finished the show. Uh, wanted to get this out to you guys nice and early also um it's uh it's the missus's birthday today as well so yeah that's right day after my son's as if january wasn't a horrible month financially anyway uh, i've got those two things to contend with but i figured if i do it here um then it's done and it's out the way and and you guys get to enjoy the content if you indeed do um without me going home and getting it in the neck as to why i'm podcasting instead of spending time with my wife on her birthday so if i do it before i get home from work then happy days it's all everyone's happy happy uh wife happy life as they say okay um right let's take a few of your questions let's see what you guys are saying uh amira says do you think this is enough for next season um with Champions League, you're talking about White and Fresneda. Uh, even uh, is it Presneda or Fresneda? I was yeah, Fresneda. You're right. You got me confused there for a second. Yep, um, he's been linked with the club as well, and and we'll keep an, a close eye on how that one develops and whether that's something that we need to do a bit more of a deep dive into as well. But he's been linked. Uh, obviously, Saliba, Gabriel, Tomiyasu, uh, Kivior, and Trusty could be our centre back options if Trusty returns. Left-backs, Zinchenko, Kieran Tierney, Tommy Asu can shuffle around too as well if we're desperate. Do I think that's enough? I actually think we're really well-stocked defensively. And that's why I said, although I thought that a left-sided centre-back would be on the agenda, I didn't think it would be that high up the agenda. And I, and I genuinely mean that, you know, I genuinely believe that. Um, I thought, yeah, it's a deal that we should do and, and hopefully can do. Uh, not necessarily for this player. I'm not going to say that I knew that it was going to be him, but I felt that we needed someone that could come in and cover Gabriel in the event that he was missing because we've got lots of right-sided centre-back cover. But the left-sided centre-back cover, some have made the argument that Rob Holding plays there. Not for me. Uh, not good enough. So, yeah, we we certainly had that on the agenda, but whether it was this high up in the agenda, um, I, I was... Well, that's the bit I was surprised by, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um Odradek says, is Trossar competition for Martinelli because his levels dropped a little bit? I'm not sure that it's it's one of those where we have to look at Martinelli and say he's playing poorly. I don't think that's the case. I think what you have to look at is the fact that he's a youngster still. 
Um, he's very much developing. He's playing at an incredibly intense level, uh, which is physically very demanding. Our schedule is very demanding. Uh, teams have, have sussed out Martinelli a little bit and, and same with Saka. No, let me rephrase that. They haven't sussed him out. That's the wrong term. But teams make a big deal of trying to silence those two players because of how key they've been for us. So what happens is, is that it's not going to be their day every single day. You know, they're going to be times where they're struggling, where there's a game plan in place to deal with their specific strengths. So to be able to have an alternative option that offers something a little bit different, but also, as I keep saying, is ready to come into the team today and deliver is huge. It is massive. It really, really is. Really is. Uh, what else uh, have we got? Uh, Sko says, Harry, there is now talk of Caicedo being able to move on from Brighton. Is there any shot at Arsenal getting him to rotate with Partey and Jacker? I don't think that Arsenal are going to spend that sort of money on a midfield player in this window. And so the question then becomes, would you be happy for them to try and make do with what they've got in a bid to get the guy that they really want in the summer? Or do you want a bit of a stopgap now um, or, or a, a squad player, should we put it that way? And I think, to be honest with you, we need that that addition now. Um, we need someone that can come in and help us in that area because I really worry about what happens if Thomas Partey picks up and really worry about that drop-off. I think it's, it's such a big drop-off and a huge drop-off that it, it scares the living daylights out of me. So do it now, um, Arsenal, if you can. Um, I'm sure Arsenal will be trying. I'm sure Arsenal will be working in the background. I am almost certain that our league position now and the fact that Champions League football is, is not guaranteed, but it's quite close to being achieved even at this stage in the season. I think that will have given the ownership encouragement. And I think off the back of that, they'll probably be more willing to spend this January than they have been in previous years where maybe that hanged in the balance and maybe there was no guarantee that we'd get it, maybe not even a strong chance. And they were worried about the financial ramifications of that. It's pretty much nailed on. I'll go as far as saying that now that we are going to be in next season's Champions League and that will make the the, the, the Cronkies a lot more comfortable in in saying, well, let's let's pull the trigger on this player or that player if you see them uh, to be the right ones. A uh, big thank you to James Thomas, who's just signed up on YouTube as a member. Remember, mate, if you sign up, you can cancel YouTube if you want. You can stay if you want. But if you go over to another slice, you'll get more content. Uh, over on that platform. Uh, let me take uh, a couple more before uh, I bid you farewell. Uh, Avic says, thoughts about Zaniolo? Not for Arsenal. I think he's a good player and I think he's someone that, you know, wherever he ends up, he's going to bring something positive. I worry about Zaniolo's serious injuries that he's had. Uh, that would put me off of him a little bit and put me off of making such a significant investment. Uh, good player, like him. Um think he'll do well wherever he goes, providing uh, he can stay fit. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Sko says, uh, follow up. The report said Kivior played 19 times at defensive midfield for Spezia. Um, don't you think he could be the stopgap stop cover at number six, along with Elneny and Lukonga? I think that's a massive risk, man. I, I really do. Like, I understand what you're saying. I understand that the fact that he plays in defensive midfield. And, you know, we talked about this last summer, didn't we? During the summer, we talked about versatility being a big, big thing for Mikel Arteta and, and why versatility allows you to have a slightly smaller squad. And then we talked about the benefits that come with having a smaller squad and all of that. 
I think to to say that Kivior could come in and do the Thomas Partey role, I think is a little bit of a stretch. Um, again, I want to look into him a little bit more and, and we'll bring you that piece um, potentially in tomorrow's uh, Manchester United preview show or as a separate piece of content so you can consume them separately. But yeah, um, I don't know that his ball progression is as good as Thomas Partey's. I'd, I'd, I'd say that his reading of the game is is up there in terms of the way Thomas Partey wins the ball back by cutting out passing lanes without necessarily making a, a, as many tackles as maybe some other DMs out there. But yeah, um, I think that's a little bit of a stretch to say that that Kivior could uh, could do that role. But that's just my view. Right, I am going to leave it there. I want to say a big, big thank you to everybody joining us live. About a 1,000 of you with us right now, which is incredible. Uh, please do, guys, uh, leave a like on the video. Let's try and get up to 500 likes. There's enough of you watching between now and the end of the stream. Like, like, like. Sign up on another slice if you wish for access to more of our content. Uh, subscribe to the channel as well if you're brand new. Leandro Trossard is a gunner. That has been officially announced by the club, and hopefully he will be in contention uh, for a place at least in the squad uh, on Sunday. Jakub Kivior, by all accounts, the Polish defender, could be next on the agenda. Uh, Ivan Fresneda as well being talked about. We'll keep you across all of uh, the Arsenal news um, as and when it comes in. Uh, if you are overseas and you watch uh, the Premier League weekend warm-up show uh, put together by Premier League Productions, you'll catch me on that today. I was on there uh, earlier on today uh, talking Arsenal. And um, and yeah, thank you to everyone for your support. I'll see you all soon. Until next time, goodbye. And um, I might go and have a barbecue, Edu style. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.